fight your demons. I think this is a really great time. If you can, I mean, everyone's demons are different, of course, but if you got demons, childhood trauma, try and work that out, you know, mm -hmm. get some therapy, do whatever you got to do. Cause like, this is a time to like grow. Like this, I think this is a, a growth time. Like, and it's a time that no one else has gotten in the history like in the last, at least the last 100 technically right now it's never happened before because if this happened 100 years 100 years ago i'd be cheap <laughs> <laughs> hey guys welcome back to the high morale podcast i am your host for today jordan and with me i have my usual two suspects we got michael hey what's up guys headphones michael here and arvin what up guys it's arvin what's up and today with us, we got a very special guest replacing Patrick. Finally, uh, we got we got a good friend of mine, Andrew Barneswell. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, man? Uh, yeah, so that that explains the Barney uh, from Barneswell. You know, people call me Barnes, Barney, Barnesworth, Barnes Noble. I got I got the whole thing. Barnes Noble, uh, nice, nice. Yeah, <laughs> I got all those weird, all those weird nicknames. I honestly just respond to anything at this point. Um, but yeah, I just uh, started in Scarborough, Ontario. Born and raised, finally got out of Scarborough. You know, kind of moved to Markham just recently. Mm -hmm. Actually, during the pandemic, uh, might be out of Markham soon. But, but yeah, that's pretty much what I'm up to. Uh, fitness professional, personal trainer for about almost six years now, and Jeez. started a quarantine candle business. Uh, nice. My girlfriend, yes, Cozy Candles. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. Nice. And if you guys would be so inclined, we will have all of his socials down in the description below. And probably on screen, I'll throw up some cozy candle posts right here, right here. Right there, right there, right there, yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, do it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so on this podcast, since you're new here, we have a thing called the OBJ. So it's basically our topic for the, today's podcast. And so today for our OBJ, it's kind of just getting to know a little bit more about you mm -hmm. and about all these uh, hustles that you're doing, these, these, these side uh, hobbies that flourished into creating your own business type of deal and gotcha. i guess to start out i would definitely want to get into the cozy candle thing because as yeah, i said yeah, yeah. We... I'm, I'm so curious like yeah. uh I'm, I'm always curious about people who start their own business and the process of it so i just want to know more about it you know okay awesome yeah i mean i mean honestly i've always been uh I started even before cozy i've always been pretty entrepreneurial myself uh even when i was a kid i was just trying to find ways to hustle and grind like mm -hmm. just trying to you know snow shoveling businesses trying to think bigger than just snow shoveling like you know i always looked at it like a per hour basis i'm like you know what like if i can make 40 dollars, you know at, for, for one driveway but then i'm able to do it in a certain amount of time i'm able to double that and then mm -hmm. eventually i wanted to invest that into a snowblower so i could get it done even faster like kind of always had yeah, that yeah, mindset. Yeah. Uh, like that you know. snowballing effect yeah, yeah pun intended i guess um yeah you know just, <laughs> yeah yeah just definitely wanted to get that going and uh i also dj'd for a little bit too back then though i didn't reinvest and also when i was a kid i didn't reinvest and this day just took this uh, you know the snow money and turned it into candy and then mm -hmm. djing just you know try to get girls with the money then that didn't really work too well uh but the candle <laughs> business now uh you know actually reinvesting it and you actually when you start to reinvest in that business you start to really see that growth happen right mm -hmm. um and we, all, we just started watching a bunch of shark tank at the beginning of quarantine um and then eventually okay like, hey, let's let's try something ourselves but first it was a hobby and then we did it and it was pretty cool uh we studied up on it learned everything and then we just launched that first can i have one right here because i just launched like just like uh you know four ounce this actually wasn't our original container it was actually a lot crappier uh mm -hmm. just really broken but yeah we just 
launched our four outs and just say let's start off with something and then we launched another and then we just recently launched like a few others as well let's get a quick shout out to Ooh. the wax melt yeah shout it out shout it out yeah sure oh, yeah. man wax melt car diffusers Ooh. oh yeah i saw the car diffusers the car diffusers yeah car diffusers have been a bop we're also going to get reed diffusers going too because a lot of people are trying to you know ask us for flameless scents they mm -hmm. don't want to you know some people like the fire or whatever so it's cool so the car diffusers have been super popular uh just getting a different kind of diffuser and honestly i've always been a candle person myself and same with my girlfriend so we're just like oh it'd be pretty cool to make these candles like you always you know you're always sniffing around at stores and stuff but you always wish you could kind of like put something have into your it, own so. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. True, so true. uh you know we started bringing in those scents and it's been pretty awesome ever since like it just started growing and growing and christmas season was a, a great time to launch to be honest because you know like yeah. you really get to see and feel out the market um mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been pretty solid and, and ever since then it's just been like super, like more popular than we thought like it's crazy for sure i know i know for uh when i first so i i went to these guys i'm like yo i want to get this guy on i want to get barnes andrew barnes on and yeah. I, I showed them the candle thing and then I know, immediately Armin's like, I have candle questions. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what we got? Man. Candle questions. Uh candle questions. Just a, just out of curiosity, what's what did what in your I guess from what you sold, um, like what's your best seller? Just fragrance wise. If fragrance wise, um I would say more of like the summary like fruity stuff right like uh -huh. it's not mm -hmm. you can see that right there i don't know if that's in verse but it, pretty peach bellini which is you know a combination of mango fruit i think that one's been like a year pretty much a year-round seller like a, and even people who hate fruity smells love it so i think mm -hmm. that's where we really hit you know a really that's good scent because a lot of people are really specific with their scents you know, it triggers yeah. a lot of memories, you know, hits the old factory and everybody starts yeah, thinking about childhood true. or mm -hmm. right, good or bad, depending on your childhood was. But uh but yeah, like I think that Peach Bellini has definitely been our just top seller. Coffee cake has been pretty good, but the problem is the cinnamon kind of makes people lean more towards the seasonal Christmas side. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Brilliant. But I think you know, having just more complex scents, it's just even for me before I made candles, I always love smelling candles that like it hits you with like so many different things it's not just mm -hmm. yeah you know you're smelling it, it's just chocolate like it's just a bunch of layers you know having the the top notes the heart notes and the base notes just hit you differently every time you sniff it i think that's when you know it makes the candle super popular mm -hmm. nice that that's interesting that you uh bring up like sense hitting the old factory nerve and then like bringing you back to a certain place because yeah. i'm really sure i read up read up on that like uh smells is one of the most like memory triggering things like out of the five senses like 100%. you know when you when you listen to a certain song you might think back to a certain memory and oh, stuff like for that sure. but like scents apparently are like one of the most triggering out of all of them yeah and, scents, and then also that's related close to taste and that's why taste and smell are so like mm. like you know put your childhood you'll smell like uh mcdonald's play place and immediately be thrown back to being in the <laughs> it, you know what i mean and the the plastic the, you know, the, uh... yeah you got it that's plastic, plastic whatever else feet. is in there old songs <laughs> old songs like kids who yeah. themselves you know like the good old and it's weird because some some smells you smell and it reminds you of things that like maybe were bad memories and then sometimes the smell of old socks and plastic somehow gives you excitement just because you remember all the good times you had, you know, oh, for playing sure. uh, Mario Kart Double Dash right after, and, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what you're saying is that's the new cozy candles flavor uh, scent, plastic. <laughs> yeah, and... it might. 
McDonald's place. But that's why we stayed away from memories because uh, memories are so selective. Like old clocks might remind someone of something completely different. That's um, true. And they want to call something right, grandpa's right. backyard. You know what I mean? And and then they're like, "What the hell? My grandpa's backyard didn't smell like Jamaican patties." Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that, that's yeah. why we kind of just stayed away from that. that. You know, leave it more to interpretation. When people smell our candles, there's one we have a sweet vanilla, and people would be like, "Yo, like that smells like Dunkaroos." And I'm like, "Shit, I didn't smell that." But now that you said that, <laughs> oh, you're right. Like like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like whenever I think of vanilla, it's just the Dunkaroos. Not gonna lie, yeah. and I'm pretty sure if I smell that, I'm gonna have that nostalgic feeling of Dunkaroos third grade meeting mm-hmm. uh, Jordan for, for the sure. first time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, what's your what's your what's your favorite scent that you've made like did you make a, did you ever make a scent like oh man this is a banger this scent's like i'm so excited to release this scent uh i want to say i would say like the coffee cake and like the the blue raspberry like those those kind of two we very very in cozy coffee cake like those two are just like they're nostalgic they're they're comforting they're warm mm-hmm. uh they're different i think those are the ones that are really yeah, I think those ones hit the most, to be honest, overall. The lemongrass is pretty good, too. It's more therapeutic. If you know, you want to go more for a spa vibe. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. So I have a question. So oh, you yeah. said how you started this business during uh, the pandemic because, you know, the stay-at-home orders and stuff like that. What was your greatest obstacle while creating this business? Um, Honestly, that's a, that's a good question. Um, like In terms of the pandemic or just in general? or, or... In general, in general. In general, I think that the biggest obstacle, honestly, is uh, like continuing, like like the momentum, like building a momentum, uh, you know, eliminating that self-doubt. I think the self-doubt starts to sink in. Ooh. I'm also trying not to just be everybody else. Like, just, just be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. you start trying to be everyone else. That's when, um, that's when you know, you just kind of lose your way and you lose your brand because your brand is, is you, right? And, and kind of just having that brand awareness and... Start, yeah, just kind of continue with that. I think that was one of the biggest obstacles and a lot of self-doubt. And, and honestly, I was probably my worst enemy. Uh, luckily, I think, you know, like with my girlfriend, like we have like pretty opposite personalities. Like she's more, you know, a realist. She's more of like a you know, Ooh, go-getter. I'm, I'm a bit more of a dreamer. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> I'm more of the creative and she's more rational and like, okay, what's happening now? I'm thinking about like the business in years from now. And she's like, okay, we, we don't even have a name yet. Like, you know, <laughs> why are, you know, why are you thinking so far? So having her but really helped grounded me and then i also helped you know get some creativity there because you know trying to think outside the box there you know like even for example like selling candles online is really hard because people can't smell it so you have to really portray mm-hmm. a smell you're, you're going to be really distinctive or even like you know with pictures like the pictures so people see a coffee cake so at least hopefully that triggers something mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the biggest obstacle really is just to be honest not to be cliche but it really was myself just like getting started doing it believing in yourself believing in the business and and just kind of not you know not taking too many steps but taking a step right not mm-hmm. jumping too far ahead i think yeah. some people jump way too far ahead you know put their whole life savings into it and then mm-hmm. they get angry that they don't get their money back in two days but just taking small baby steps and just try it out like if you don't like it you like it you don't you don't that's mm-hmm. true I mean, that's mm-hmm. interesting that you talk about like uh, the brand and uh, trying not to compare yourself to other people because yeah. honestly, uh, as I'm sure everyone who is kind of aware knows, Instagram's basically a marketplace now. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it turned from sharing photos into being able to sell yourself. And I know that you're not a stranger into selling yourself because you are in you you get your entrepreneur you have an entrepreneur side and that also stems from being in the fitness industry because you also have a uh 
the, your fitness side going and you had you were trying to build uh you were building your brand of be fit be well and so i just want to know about kind of your uh your take on trying to insert yourself into like these these niche areas using instagram because i feel like instagram is such a big tool for these types of things like for for uh advertising for marketing and all that stuff for like networking connections getting your name and product out there mm-hmm. but where, what were some of the, uh your thought processes going into creating these brands and putting them out there on instagram specifically to be honest in the instagram world today i think the instagram world of like a decade ago was more all about perfection like how perfect can your picture be how perfect yes. can your post be Everything has to look like crisp and you have to look your best. Gotta get a haircut just to go on Instagram live. But I feel like now it's the complete opposite now. I think they actually, people want real because like they want the opposite of what everyone else is doing in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like build traction. I, I think just being organic and being like just straight up yourself. Uh, you know, they, they want to, they want to see the mistakes. They want to see the realness. They want to see, you know, you're being genuine. Um, yeah. Be consistent on Instagram, but not too consistent. In my opinion, some people, I think they're almost too consistent. Like they're posting like, you know, pretty much just spamming uh, your feed. And I don't think that hits the algorithm. I think the algorithm pretty much just sees you as spam and just puts you at the end. But, you know, just being consistent enough and having, for me, how I always thought of it in terms of like Instagram posting and just in general, like, I think about like KFC, right? Like every Tuesday you're thinking about KFC or, you know what I mean? Like they kind of get you on, or even McDonald's back in the day, you know, like I still remember that Wednesdays were, I think it was McChicken, right? Mm-hmm. McChicken Wednesday. So like just kind of having some kind of, uh, some, something to look forward to. Like if there's, you know, like you guys have the podcast every Thursday, mm-hmm. you know right. what I mean? Like every Thursday, like someone to look forward to, like to go build that habit and get people Wednesday night getting hyped up for it, you know, and then coming on there. It doesn't have to be every Thursday either. It could also literally be like every other Thursday, just something where it's, there's some kind of consistency. And I think this looking at it from like, even like when TV was super popular, like it was like big brother was like on like Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. There was mm-hmm. times where I used to just like cancel all my plans to watch Big Brother like it. So I think like building up that kind of hype and that kind of uh, consistency and loyalty and just getting genuine followers. Because at the end of the day, like it's cool if you have, I know Instagram changed their algorithm recently where it used to be all about likes and now it's more about engagement. Mm-hmm. And I know they really, really, really loved, um, you know, like having a bunch of likes, but then now it's actually more better just get better, more consistent engagement and organic followers, especially in the business realm. You want the people to actually want to consume your your thing. You're not going to have people, you know, your follower count is not going to be fluctuating because there's people who are actually interested in what you have to offer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they're not going to leave after seeing two posts of your podcast. Cause they're like, yo, I'm here for podcasts. I'm here for, you know? Yeah. I have a question. Um, so I guess when you were starting, did you ever have the problem or I guess dilemma of like, what, what do I focus on? Like just being different or, you know, being consistent versus you know, um, like, I guess, upping your quality in terms of your product and your brand, like, where do you draw the line? Like, and how do you differentiate? Like, what's important at that given time? Um, honestly, I kind of look at it. Yeah, uh, I think that makes sense. Uh, pretty much just trying to see like, how do I like navigate this, you know, this online space without getting lost in the sauce. And I think a lot of people do get lost and they, they lose themselves. So I think going mm-hmm. into it, just knowing who you are, what's your main objective? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? Like for Be Fit, Be Well, like I started the Instagram page because I was tired of just being on social media and seeing all these stupid infographics that were extremely Mm -hmm. one-sided. They're usually just like a bunch of false dichotomies. Like you're either eating this or that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got caught up in that. So I got caught up in a cycle of a bunch of yo-yo dieting and 
and not, you know, not understanding that, yeah, like you can eat this or you could do this uh, nutrition plan and not be super strict about it. Like you don't have to do like this oh, intense keto, intermittent fasting craziness, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I used to fall for all that stuff, right? And, and to the point where one time I, uh, the keto, I ended up getting like a liver infection somehow. I don't even know. I don't even know how really? doctors don't even know. Got a liver infection and my skin started shedding. So I'm like, okay, that's the last time I'm doing keto. Um, wow. But yeah, but yeah, you know, that's the fault for the feds. And um, I just wanted to provide information. I, I, I think like-minded people will follow you and, and anywhere, whether online or offline, just like-minded people will follow you. And then like-minded people will also be able to tell if you're not actually like-minded. Cause eventually, you know, if you're not super into sports and you're talking about sports, eventually it's gonna catch up that you don't know what the hell you're talking about. So it's better True. just to be authentic. Um, and be yourself because people will want what you have and people liked my approach to fitness where it was like you know you get to have more of a balanced lifestyle because honestly i love to freaking eat you know what i mean like fitness has helped me not be okay. 400 pounds but you know i love to eat i love you know I, I don't want it to be super extreme and you don't have to have a six pack or a four pack or even a flat stomach in some cases it's more about like what can what can you do how do you feel do you look mm -hmm. better you know, like, are, are you in control of your health? Are you in control of your life? Like, I think that is way more important. Um, mm. Instead of like, you know, those crash diets just to look good or just to have a number on the scale. Okay, definitely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> I was a big fan of your Be Fit, Be Well page. I thought it was a much needed uh, change. light change, whatever you will see on the Instagram. Because at the time we were both, in, when I was, when we were both in the fitness industry, I remember my my export page was just like all the same. It all looked oversaturated with the same kind of t content. Everyone just kind of regurgitating each other's posts and stuff. It's an echo chamber, right? You just get a, bu a bunch of echo chamber with a uh, you know yeah. a bunch of infographics. Like everyone's just sharing the same infographic and changing the filter. Like that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So with you uh, coming out with like kind of like a different approach, just being like, I would say a real approach. Like you were, uh, I, I felt a lot of your personality and uh, just genuineness coming from the stuff that you wanted to uh, put out, like for uh, what you said that just being actually informative. Is Be authentic, informative, um, caring. And then also like, I, I love analogies too. Like, and mm. just understanding where your audience is, right? Like I think analogies are pretty awesome and, and just making fun, creative new sayings, just saying things differently. Like in general, I've always said things differently. Like. English teachers kind of hated me for it um, during essays. My my writing would look more poetic during an essay than anything, mm -hmm. um, and very out you know outlandish. But I feel like that portrays really well for teaching for personal training. It's it's a lot easier to remember something if you know even when I'm doing personal training, like I'll I'll tell people you know when they're about to do like a dumbbell pullover, you know I'll do Illuminati quickly and they'll <laughs> never forget that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll never yeah. forget like what the hell like Illuminati or you know telling certain things. Or if they're doing like a calf raise with their, their toes in, you know, I'll tell yeah. like, you know, move like a mm -hmm. Japanese schoolgirl. I'll just say some stuff like that yeah. and it sticks forever. <laughs> so I, I think like that's like a really great teaching tool. Um, and mm. it also makes you stand out a little bit too, right? You can get some really cool things to probably put on a t-shirt one day. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's funny you say that because um, just going back to the whole being, being relatable thing, just kind of leveling with, I guess, your athlete or your client. I was like, I, was, I just brought, brought me back to like my recent test that I did like two days ago where we kind of have to um, explain to our professor how to do like a certain exercise or like how to perform like a certain kind of therapy move. And I was just thinking like if like if if I was one on one with an athlete or a um, or a patient or whatever, like the way I would explain it to them 
would be so different to how I would explain it to my profession, like the way that they teach us, right? Because it's so very by the books, but in the real world, um, it's not usually the way it, it never is usually the way it goes. Like when you're speaking no. to your athlete, you kind of want to speak to them just like as a human, right? As opposed to just speaking to like a robot or your professor where they would want to hear everything like perfectly, you know, down by the book. But if I'm speaking to an athlete, I'm going to like, I might not speak, um, I'm not going to speak ghetto to them, but I'm going to speak like, you know, how I would speak to a friend because I feel like that would create like a, this level of comfort between us and they would feel, um, again, like that, re that relatability. So it's mm. funny to see that it just brought me back. I mean, at I mean, the same point, yeah, you want you want to match where they are, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes that that actually like being yourself is the, one of the best things that can. If they have a business oriented environment, they don't want that professionalism, like to that level. You know what I mean? Where you're just talking like you're talking to an elder. Like sometimes they want you to be like your like yourself, like just completely yeah. you, mm -hmm. while giving that good knowledge. You know? Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, also right. like building that rapport with the client. Right. Exactly. And they they do appreciate that. I do find. But mm -hmm. actually, Arvin, it's interesting that you talk like you said that about like kind of like the uh how you say uh code the switching? difference between <laughs> no not code switching, not code switching. The the difference between oh, uh, code switching. We could talk about that all day. We could talk about that if you want. We could go into that. But I was I gonna say the uh <laughs> I was gonna say uh like how you would perform in the field versus how you would perform in front of a pro professor. Because I don't remember I don't know if you remember this, Andrew. But yeah. you remember when we were testing VO2 maxes in uh, in one of our classes and they made us like pull out the stethoscopes on the treadmill and like following them around uh, with stethoscopes in our ear, like trying to like- I think I remember that, yeah. Calculating pulses. And then like our whole class was just super upset. Like, why would we ever do this realistically <laughs> with a client? Mm -hmm. If I'm training a client, I'm not gonna follow them around with like a, with stethoscopes and like yeah. the <laughs> blood, we were trying, so basically we were trying to calculate vo2 maxes for our athletes for like uh i think it was fitness assessment and mm -hmm, we had yeah. to follow them around with blood pressure cuffs headphones in or the the stethoscopes in trying to take their pulse while they're on the move while they're jogging while they're taking a light jog and i, I just remember that being like i don't like i why would this be a thing you know what i mean yeah. i do think there was, a, there was a lot of moments like that in the in the course that this didn't translate well in the real life you know, in, in real life, right? Like to to, to run around, being even a stethoscope, like running around with a stethoscope inside of a what's it called a good life. You just look like a psychopath, right? Like, <laughs> like let, me, yeah. let me hear your heartbeat. You know what I mean? Like, does that you don't, you don't want happen that. though? Like, I, I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff at the gym, but no stethoscopes really, not yet. <laughs> oh thank God, not yet, not yet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> You say, Andrew, you say how you're um, in the fitness industry as well, right? Um, yeah. You, you were a, you are or you were a certified personal trainer? No, currently still certified personal okay, trainer. Okay, so yeah. you are. So how do you balance your life around your business and being a fitness trainer? Let's say... I'm honestly... Yeah, no, let, sorry, go ahead. Let's say in the future when COVID is done, how do you think you would find that balance? I mean, yeah, before COVID, what I just did is um, when you're on, you're on. When you're off, you're off. Mm -hmm. I think like just in general in any in any industry you can't be on all the time and it also who do you want as a trainer do you want the guy who's just tired and you know exhausted fumbling when they're counting reps all that stuff or do you want the guy who has high energy you know 
taking vacation, super rested, focused. So I think I learned that from, um, I think there was like a base camp seminar thing I did when I first started it. And one of the guys, his name's uh, Naswani Bafo. I mean, you mm -hmm. may have seen him on a Good Life ad or so. Um, he was kind of been like my model, like role model to follow through the fitness industry because like he's super busy at a, you know, young, I think it's, he's at a young and Dundas, so super busy club running the whole show with a bunch of clients and he just looks super relaxed. Like he doesn't look stressed at all. He has a mm -hmm. family. He's doing it all, right? But he has the work-life balance. He's still playing golf on Sundays. It's so much the work-life balance and not, um, once again, it's very similar to Instagram, not just running around chasing chickens, like to really have a game plan there and um, follow it, right? Be strict because the clients will respect that. If they actually might respect it even more. It's just like taking a girl out on a date from Tinder. Like some girls actually want you to be a little busy. They don't want you to be like, anytime, anytime, I'm ready. You know right. what I mean? Like, it's like, hey, when do you want to go on a date? It's like, yo, right now, right now. Like, sometimes they kind of like the fact that they're being scheduled in in such a way. So I think, like, the clients also appreciate that, too. You know, it's like going to a busy barber versus a barber who's just, like, ready for you all day. Like, you probably want to go to the busy barber because a busy barber usually signifies, you know, there's a correlation between busy and, and successful, usually. Mm -hmm. So you want the, the barber that's super busy versus a barber who's just ready for you at any moment of the day. Um, that's so yeah, I think that all, that all just translates into just being uh, just an overall better person and not burning out because burn, burnout is real. Like I've burned out many times in my life. I've been working since I was like 15, worked a bunch of jobs, McDonald's, Shoppers, Costco, mm -hmm. all that craziness. And I burned out way too many times and uh, burnout's not fun. And it honestly takes a really big toll on your mental health. Um, to the point where I didn't want to go to Costco for like a year after like, I had like Costco <laughs> PTSD, right? Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I think not burning out and then, and then you won't hate your job. Your life will be great. And everything just will, uh, you know, be in equilibrium. Nice. Do you have any advice to people who want to start a small business? What's okay. Two advice. What's two okay. advice that you would give? <laughs> just start a small business, uh, start small. So that's one big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I would say take the courses. I think a lot of people, even in the personal training world, like a lot of people are afraid to invest or any world really to invest in like the education to learn. I know this education is free out there, but even if you're on a YouTube channel and like I, I follow Minority Mindset, like he's awesome on uh, on YouTube and he just mm -hmm. teaches about finances. But the problem is like you're when you're learning that course, like it's everywhere. It's not organized, right? So even to take a small course that maybe hopefully costs not too much, like hopefully less than a thousand dollars, that will save you time because the amount you learn in like you know a hundred dollars worth of of a course and it maybe takes you like a couple of weeks to complete will save you like a year and i'll give you that confidence because the confidence is what starts the momentum when you're starting small and and anything sure. everyone has that imposter syndrome when you start off as a personal trainer and that's actually why i went to school for fitness and health promotion because i didn't want to feel like an imposter when someone's asked me something other than the quadricep because you know the, the, the cancer pro course is just like they barely they barely even break down into you know, like the calf, like what is the calf muscle? They, they just kind of call the calf the calf. It doesn't go any deeper than that. It's very superficial. So I wanted to go to school so I'm able to answer and and do those questions, especially in the field. So I feel confident doing my job, happy doing my job, and I'm mm -hmm. able to actually help people properly and not just be like, oh, okay, your knee hurts? Cool. We're just not going to do any lower body for the rest of the time we're training. Which <laughs> I see a, a lot of the trainers, no shots fired, but a lot of the mm -hmm. trainers just like do that because they just took a weekend course or they barely know anything really and they're just running around as imposters basically just lying to clients which you know which is a whole nother issue mm -hmm. um but yeah and and obviously the personal training industry is a little bit unregulated so you are going to get a lot of 
you know, a lot of people just out there being all too gazy, just making up some BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Sure. All right. I don't want to get you in trouble here. So, <laughs> but do you have any <laughs> bad client stories? Uh, yeah, I won't drop any names. Um, how bad are we talking? Are we talking like... I'm just curious. What what comes to the top clients? of your... What comes to the top of your, your brain when I say that? Um, I'd say in terms of like weird clients, I have clients who just like buy a whole year and just never show up. So there, there's that. That really? just blows my mind because personal training is a lot to just like it drop is. that amount of money and just be like, all right, cool. And then like, they're like, you know, like I feel like they, they think buying personal training is enough. I'm like, you got to actually go. Um, <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But uh, I think one of the worst ones is when I first started. Like, it was just, and this actually has to do with work-life balance as well. Like, she was kind of like, I always wanted to be that trainer, especially at the beginning when I had no clients. Then I was free. I was open. I'm like, hey, message me whenever. But she took that literally and like, literally messaged me like any time of the night, called me all day, complaining, crying. Like, I became her everything. And mm -hmm. I had a girlfriend at the time too. And it, it was, it just, it, it became a lot. And you kind of had a follow. It felt like a breakup. Not gonna lie. Um, when I kind of just passed her on, I'm like, you know what? I can't handle you. Like it's it's too much. Mm -hmm. And one great advice I heard from uh, one of my old managers. She said like, if you can't go take one of your clients out to lunch for an hour, you probably shouldn't be training them three times a week for a full year, because that's gonna be a lot of hours that you're gonna be seeing them. So if you can't even handle a one hour lunch with them, like if you don't like mm -hmm. them enough, or you guys don't mesh well enough to do that you probably don't want to have too many of those in your roster because it's not going to be fun time for either of you guys right the you know, mm -hmm. personalities don't work well or even the schedule mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that's, that's probably one of the worst uh worst ones in terms of just basically ruining my life um Jeez. <laughs> yeah that one was pretty yeah. stressful that's when i first started um after that everyone's been pretty good i, I got most of my clients on my own like some some good lives they kind of mm -hmm. distribute clients properly this good life was cutthroat for six months it was just like do or die you don't get paid if you don't client so mm -hmm. first was a little bit of a struggle but i started getting the rhythm and and it was kind of nice that i didn't get you know uh spoon fed because I, I learned how to sell yeah for sure people should not take that statement lightly that you got clients on your own because that's yeah that's but i know it's the difference though like people other trainers who have clients that they got from uh other people yeah, uh, you, can, exactly. you can definitely tell that there's you know it doesn't look as natural. It looks kind of forced. It's like a blind date versus the ones that I have. I've had them for, you know, four years now. And, you know, we've got each other on Instagram. Like, the relationship and the rapport is just out of this world. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I got a question. And, like, I'm very curious because I have my own take takes on this. But um, okay. as, a, as a fitness professional, um, and, and in terms of social media, like, what what is the thing that irks you the most seeing like info wise that's put out there you know like what do like when you see it what kind of like turns like a gear in your head that like mm, like why are they doing that a lot why are people falling for this why is it i'm about loud? to roast this post so <laughs> yeah, hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah um, without going into everything because there's a lot wrong yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the false claims of like you know carbs being super bad it's the the one size fits all prescription the only one size fits all prescription that i could say for, for everybody in terms of nutrition is usually the fitness professionals usually go more towards the side of making outrageous nutrition claims but i would say the only one size fits all advice that you could always believe is drink water 
<laughs> everything else after yeah. that is pretty it usually ends up becoming bs on, online like it becomes very strict it's like if you don't have this many carbs you're gonna die you know just it's Jeez. very dramatic and people fall for it right because people's brains look for that kind of information but people that's what started with beef it be well because i'm like people are like i can't have carbs after seven i get fatter blah 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 and i'm like no you don't gain weight right or um you know targeted <laughs> fat loss areas i'm like you can't yeah, yeah, yeah. an area yeah. <laughs> and you're still trying to explain to them and you're like oh no but like my friend lost weight i'm like okay that's probably how their their body's designed to lose weight in that area like everyone has their own areas male or female you know different hormones and things like that but yeah, the carbs. The carbs is just. I think that one just kills me the most because like people demonize mm -hmm. like blueberries. You know what I mean? Like to be demonizing blueberries and they'll demonize blueberries, but then they're eating you know freaking sour patch kids, and it's just like it's like where's the disconnect here, right? It's like oh yeah, yeah. Fruit, fruit has a lot of sugar, but all of a sudden they're having freaking fuzzy peaches, and I'm like, what the hell? Why can't you have you know some blueberries? Blueberry, yeah, or, or a real peach, <laughs> or a real peach. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, like, why, why can't you have these things? So I think that's the part that irks me the most. And even like the eating after dark, like just basically the old myths that have been perpetuated for mm -hmm. so long. I think those uh, irk me the most. Cause like I have clients I'm literally fighting. Like I've had for like three, four years to try and change their beliefs on those things. Right. Like they, they, they honestly believe that like, if they eat after seven, they're going to gain more weight. And one analogy to clear the air for that. If I give you $5 at 12 PM and I give you $5 at 7 PM, it's still $5. Mm -hmm. True. Uh -huh. That's one of my yeah, analysis yeah, yeah. I tell them to kind of debunk that myth. Um, in terms of nutrients, yeah, obviously all calories, um, obviously they're all calories in, calories out, you know, seco. However, there's different qualities of ca uh, calories, right? And obviously mm -hmm. one's going to fill up. So if, once again, the $5 analogy, if there's a jar, right, and there's $5, mm -hmm. what's going to fill it up more? A $5 bill or $5 in pennies? Right, and that's the pennies would represent eating more nutrient-dense food that would fill you up, oh, versus the five-dollar yeah. bill, right, will represent mm. maybe a McDonald's Brew. meal that won't fill mm -hmm. you up, but it's still five dollars, so it's still that unit of energy. So I think like just breaking down to the bare, the bare basics, the bare minimums helps people debunk the myth almost themselves because they're like, that makes that makes sense. Like, yeah, five dollars yeah. is still five dollars. You know what I mean? Facts. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I think yeah. that's, that's kind of the analogies I came with, came up with. Mm. Those yeah. are good. Those are good. Because usually, yeah. um, when, uh, like within the past couple of months, some of my friends have been asking me for like workout advice, nutrition, like nutrition advice, and I'm kind of helping them be like here and there. And like the way, you know, like a lot of them are just like, like I want to lose weight. Like, what's like, what? How do I go about that? And I told them, like, I'm gonna be real with you. You're not gonna lose weight unless you're in a deficit. Like, that's just straight that's up science it. that's fact that's fact yeah. you can you can overcomplicate that you can oversimplify that even um like i i told them like the way i i kind of visualize it for for them is is to kind of think about their calories as like a budget you know like mm -hmm. same thing same here i do the same thing i gave you like a two thousand dollar budget for like a two thousand dollar calorie um just bmr right um so i told them like hey you can spend like i don't know like 1500 bucks on a pizza right but then you're kind of left with not a lot of money after that or not not all the calories so like when i equate the two it kind of helps them like you kind of see like the gears turning in the head like oh, okay okay that makes sense but like it there's still lingering of those old beliefs where okay like if i eat past seven or i can't eat rice at a certain time or i have to yeah, time my protein at this time at all. yeah your pizza yeah. or a burger i'm like hey 
like i don't know how to like explain it to them because they're they're still stuck in the old beliefs right but it's just crazy to like when you hear like the whole or when you said how to explain like the whole uh you know pennies versus a five dollar bill it just makes mm-hmm. so much sense and i wish i could have explained that to them because i feel like that's a better visual but um yeah i'm a pretty yeah, bomb with analogies and it helps for sales as well <laughs> and just getting behavior change going i took psychology mm-hmm. for a little bit at york and then i left but um, <laughs> but he retained information solid. so it's fine mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to sigmund um, <laughs> but yeah you know what i mean like i, I think that's the biggest thing is just and once again, people don't take it to extremes. I think there's a lot of polarity in any industry where it's like mm-hmm. you're either this or that. Like, why can't there be a comfortable middle? Why can't yeah, you find exactly. that, that comfortable mm-hmm. middle for yourself? Because if you ate what I ate, you might not like it, right? If, exactly. you, know, if, if yeah. you don't like sushi or you don't like blueberries, why the hell do you force yourself to eat it? You know what I mean? There's so many other fruits. Yeah. And I have some clients who get so nitty, they're, they're so obsessed, but they're coming to me they're like, hey, I don't have spinach, but I have bok choy. Is that okay? And I'm like, is it green? Yeah, is it leafy? Eat that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what, what the hell? You yeah, know, exactly. going over bok choy. You know what I mean? Like, why, why? I hope I'm saying that right. I'm saying it right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're good. Bok choy, yeah. Bok, too hard. Um, but you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why, why are we fighting over lettuce right now? I'm guarantee you, the bok choy didn't make you fat, unless you, you know, deep fried it. Like, it, it's not what made you fat. It's not what made you have these bad habits. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we fighting over the small things? Like. Let's focus on the bigger things first, because the mm-hmm. bigger things are probably are what keeping you in the rut, right? Like maybe bad drinking habits, bad eating habits, binging, try and work through some of those um, aspects and not ask yourself, oh, which leafy vegetable can I have? Am I allowed to eat? And I'm like, you're allowed to eat any freaking leafy vegetable that you want. Like, I'm not going to go into detail. Like you want iceberg mm-hmm. lettuce, eat iceberg lettuce. Yeah. All right. For sure. Oh, I, All right. It's so amazing to hear someone else like just say that. Oh, it's refreshing. <laughs> Trust me. So, <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. So, uh, Andrew, so fitness, would you say that started as a hobby real quick? Um, to be honest, fitness, uh, back in the day, like I was like anti-fit, like, like the complete opposite of it. Actually, mm-hmm. one of my, my best friends from third grade, he was trying to force me to get into the gym and, uh, we actually stopped talking. That's how much he forced me. Like we just stopped talking for a little bit. And then Jeez. eventually he was in the gym and he hurt himself. And then I got back in the gym. And now he doesn't work out, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah, uh, yeah. What got me into fitness is just to be to be better, right? And then once you learn that, you, once you build more muscle, you get to eat more. I was like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I'm, in. I'm in. Yeah, if I get extra, you know, 300 calories to spend every day because I, you know, I have a bit more uh, muscle on me, I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's what kind of got me into it. And it's just been a good stress relief, and it's been fun, and uh, that's all I talk about most of the time, to be honest. Nice. Sure. All right. So, uh, my question to you is: so, candles was a hobby turned into a business. Fitness, you got into that, and it turned into uh, your career as well, like something you could live off of. So, what do you do that's not those things? What's what's your what's your favorite hobbies to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, see, that's the thing. Uh, every time you turn your hobby into a business, you kind of just become like hobbyless, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. And you want to say a hobby that's kind of cool, but not like super lame. But I, I honestly, I, I think my hobby and pastime, sadly, right now is just Netflix. I like no, hiking, I like going for hikes, mm-hmm, that's uh, good. walks on the beach. Nah, I'm playing. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> long, long walks <laughs> on the <laughs> beach, beach, baby. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> this is in the Tinder profile. But uh, but yeah, just watching a bunch, of, watching some anime. Uh, you know, always mm, love nice. anime. 
At one point, mm. I didn't want to watch it because I thought I was growing out of it. But like, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna watch this shit. Love no, 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 no. You never grow out of anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully I can speak Japanese by then. Uh, traveling Ooh. is a hobby, but can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sadly, fitness is kind of a hobby as well. Yeah, my hobbies are pretty. I'm pretty boring. Nice. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't know if you come across as boring to anyone here, man. right? I think. Thank you, thank you. I mean, music. Not. Music's also a huge thing in my life. Like I listen oh, right. to music all day long. Mm-hmm. Leaving the power mm-hmm. of music. Music has gotten me through some crazy stuff. So, like, yeah, I, I love music. Yep. I listen to all the genres. That's what got me into DJing. But then doing it as DJing made me not like music as much. Because I used to download music every Friday back in the day illegally. Um, you know? LimeWire <laughs> days. LimeWire, YouTube. YouTube MP3. Yeah, yeah. So I did all that stuff. But I noticed I used to do every Friday. I used to wake up every super happy, especially the payday Friday. And I'd be mm-hmm. downloading all that stuff. But, but then I realized, I'm like, yo... You know, like I, I'm not doing it as often. Once I once it became like a chore, I'm like I, I just started doing it once a month, and then yeah. in turn, I became like a you know a worse DJ. You know, because mm-hmm. like now, like I wasn't as as hip or knew all the, the crazy songs I used to know because I was avoiding downloading new music and listening to music. <laughs> so yeah, like, I think music is definitely my hobby. Like literally every Friday morning, I'm just gonna wake up. Like tomorrow morning, I'm gonna just wake up and and listen. Nice. So a bunch of genres, and I listen to when I say every genre, pretty much every genre, even a little bit of country sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's when I code switch. Right, that's how you learn how to code switch. <laughs> True. All right, all <laughs> right. Yeah, We're no. gonna put you in the hot seat here. Top three okay. animes right now. Top three right now. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, and there's anime. a wrong answer. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say FMA. Uh, Brotherhood was was super sick. Uh, you know, nice. Naruto, you gotta, you gotta put that up there. Of course. You know, Shippuden, of course. Yes. Um, and uh, sadly, I guess Attack on Titan. I don't know. I'm still on the fence about Attack on All Titan. All right. We would like to welcome a new member wait, to the Hammer Out podcast. He is uh, officially a regular <laughs> here. Uh, why sadly? <laughs> I, I'm only conflicted. I don't know. Like, I feel like it, it, Attack on Titan, it's great, but it's, it's, it's not. I don't know if it's top three. Good at some parts, but I feel like it's you know, it's up and down. Mm-hmm. Fair, okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. Yeah, I love it though, like you know what I mean. And uh, the, the freaking plot twists and betrayals are like the best I've ever seen, like Bags. in any in any uh, <sighs> freaking pop culture, like the betrayal, betrayals mm-hmm. and the way they build up. You're just like, yeah. what you know what I mean? Like, all mm-hmm. every moment, like every season had, I don't know, obviously, no spoilers, but every season had that moment where, like, oh, oh damn. damn. Right. I agree uh, for sure. Yeah, hey man, as yeah, long as you didn't three. do Black Clover, I'm okay. I'd say Parasite, though. To Parasite for sure. I, I love oh, Parasite. Parasite. Yep, definitely. Mm. Parasite's really good. Yeah. You know. Very good, yeah. very good. Okay, okay. Yeah, Parasite. Wow. Yeah, he's the fifth member of High Morale. Yep. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> what? Fourth. Hey, Fourth. Yeah, Patrick. Who? Fourth. What? Patrick. Who? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I ha- I also have another question. So last year the pandemic just started. Um, and then over the couple months, we had a major lockdown. How did you keep your sanity while in lockdown? What did you do to just keep yourself entertained and stuff like that? Um, Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> nice. Like I rated Netflix. Like, like I, I haven't dived so deep into Netflix in my entire life. Just because I was straight up just not working at all. Netflix. Mm. I caught up on years of sleep. Like, just, you know, decades of sleep I was missing because back then in McDonald's, I was working like 23 hour shifts. 
Jeez. Uh, illegal, but yeah, I was working 23 hours. <laughs> so no exaggeration, literally 23 hours. Oh um, so, so yeah, I was catching up on sleep from uh, the age of 16. Once I finally got back up to 2020, I'm like, yo, I just started just doing a bunch of uh, little vlogs. Not vlogs, but like, literally like Snapchat diary pictures, like I'm stuck in a cave, like mm -hmm. day 26. Um, then after day 28, it wasn't fun anymore. <laughs> yeah, quarantine got pretty boring fast. Like, it was fun at first, you know. Um, also, just, you know, I, after quarantine kind of extended, I'm like, yo, how could I better myself? I started just going more to myself. Like, okay, yes, this is time to work on me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, especially my finances at the time are pretty pretty trash. So I'm like, let me pay off some debt. Mm -hmm. Let me just, yeah, let me just get focused on myself and, and level up. That's good, yeah. That's good mentality while having... Um... While, while being into the pandemic, do you have any advice for people that are still suffering right now for that? Oh, uh, yeah. For people just suffering the pandemic, I mean, make the best of it. Like, make plans. I think making plans is huge. Uh, dressing up, whether inside your house or well, obviously in your house. But, like, if you are, I, I would say go for a walk. Say, you know, mm -hmm. you know, forward, don't at me. Don't tell the Trudeau, <laughs> but go for a walk. And, and some people literally think it's illegal to breathe air outside. So I think just doing something for your, your own sanity because at the end of the day, it's your mental health um, mm -hmm. and to just blindly follow the government's every single, you know, that's rule true. or the media's every single scare. I think for me, it's just, uh, that's, that's what we, you know, you really deteriorate because you're putting your happiness in someone else's hands mm -hmm. and your well-being, And then that's just a dangerous place to be. Right. Um, so that's true. Take control of that and, and do what you got to do. Like you accept the times. Like I think a lot of people, like it's the resistance of accepting where they are. And then opportunity is where you are, not, you know, not where you were or where you're going. And I think a lot of people who are still scared to be on camera, um, even myself, like pre-pandemic, I would never do this, right? Mm -hmm. So pandemic kind of got me out of my comfort zone in that way to jump on here and be talking so freely and not be talking like a robot reading a script, yeah, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. I think just uh, do, do whatever keeps you sane and, and don't be ashamed of it, whether you're progressing or you're just chilling, like... Yeah, just enjoy it you know what i mean like i think some people are thinking like oh wow i should like be doing this right now and oh i should have worked this and you know blah 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 mm -hmm. like yo like what are you doing right now okay cool you like it keep doing it you know if you want to rewatch yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. dragon ball z or, you know that brings you happiness do it because oh <laughs> it's a little bit of survival right like i'd say or a little bit and a lot of survival and and the light at the end of the tunnel you know like what are you gonna be doing after this like me imagine a little bit you know, like, hey, you want to do a big vacation? Okay, cool. Start saving up for it. Start working some side hustles for it. Um, you know? For sure. Learning the language. Hey, why not? Yeah. Everyone think... always says they want to learn a new language. I'm like, yo, learn a new language right now. Yeah. It's your time. Mm -hmm. Right now is like the best time because we have a lot of time, right? Yeah. And then when you come Might back well, out, huh? you're going to be the most interesting person, right? You guys freaking started a podcast. Like, you know, <laughs> people are talking to you now. You're like, shit, I got a podcast. And I don't have morale. Like, you're like, what's up? Right? And yes, the same thing, yes. too. Like, you're going to walk differently when you have like new, new, um, what's it called new things and then you become just more interesting and more confident and, and everything right so i think mm -hmm. this is a great time to just do that like build up mm -hmm. those experiences build up those traits step outside of your comfort zone everything's a bit slower paced right now which i like you know yeah for sure I'm including traffic but you know i don't really like that that much but every, yeah, everything's <laughs> a bit slower paced like you know step outside your comfort zone uh fight your demons i think this is a really great time if you can i mean everyone's demons are different of course but you got demons childhood trauma try and work that out you know mm -hmm. get some therapy do whatever you got to do because like this is a time to like grow like this i think this is a, a growth time like, and it's a time that no one else has gotten in the history 
once, like in the la- at least the last hundred. Technically, right now it's never happened before because if this happened a hundred years a hundred years ago, I'd be cheap, right? Because there'd be no <laughs> webcam, <laughs> no Wi-Fi. You know True, I mean? for real, for oh, real, for real. Why is, why is nobody appreciating that? Why is nobody like just happy that like Bluetooth is like witchcraft back then? I probably would have died if I showed up with these. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They'd be like, yo, what? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah talking to himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think just appreciating like what you have uh-huh. and just. And uh, yeah, just appreciating the relationships you have. If you don't have, if you feel like you don't have that many relationships, start building some. And it could be in so many ways, right? Uh, gaming communities, um, mm. social distance walks. You know. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I guess one of our final questions is: once this is all over, what's 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 next? What's next for Barneswell? What's next for Ooh, what's DJ the- Barnes? Uh, yeah, uh, next. Um, yeah, what's next? I guess hopefully being physiotherapy in the next, let's say the next five years, let's mm-hmm. put in a five year increment. Um, once the pandemic, once they give the official release, you know, I'm going to hop on YYZ deals or uh, flight center and try and book something yeah. nice. Yeah, where are you going? Where are you going? I just got into travel. Um, honestly, I, I've been to Japan already, so I don't want to go again just yet. I kind of want to go to other places before I start revisiting the same ones. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I don't know, uh, Europe, you know, my girlfriend's from Portugal, so I gotta, I gotta see where she's from and then after that go to south korea nice you know yes uh i definitely gotta hit up south korea thailand i just want to be everywhere australia has been a, a thing but you know kind of scared of insects so <laughs> i might put that you know, you know yeah yeah i heard it's not that bad but yeah you know, i don't want to find out for myself because I'm, I'm gonna need something <laughs> to you know i'm gonna need something like high power to kill these insects <laughs> <laughs> true you know true, what i mean true. nice nice I like it. I like it. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're just about wrapping up here. Uh, where are we at? Like 50 minutes? That 50 was a minutes. Yeah. Nice, nice little tight convo right there. Andrew, I'm glad you came onto the podcast to speak Thank your you piece, so I guess. Yep. Thank you for oh, yeah, joining yeah, us. Thanks. Uh, it's been awesome. I'm done. to come through again. Actually... One by yeah, quick. for sure, man. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, time flew. Time flew. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would love to have you back here you were a great fit i believe for one of our first guests and yeah, yeah. You guys are Honestly, yeah I agree. thank you so much thank you thank you uh, thank you love so the much. questions they're all they're all in different sectors too and i can go philosophical next time too if you want to for sure go. let's, let's do it let's, let's do it let's, let's do, do it i love those conversations this was just I'm the introduction there. part one yeah. all right <laughs> part one part one of our andrew series is there anything <laughs> you want to plug anything you want to shout out anything uh yeah so we got like cozy candles this weekend. We got uh, ch- check out our page. We got a virtual sure. sale going. It's a little different this time. Trying to adapt to the times. We're actually like doing a, a virtual live. We're actually talking to you as if you're shopping with us. It's mm-hmm. A little confusing, um, but it's not just going to be as boring as just looking at a page. You're going to get some real mm-hmm. live interaction. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, come check us out and and yeah. For sure. For sure. Give us a follow. Sure I know I am i am yeah yes, thank you thank you yeah yeah appreciate it appreciate you guys having me on here yeah we appreciate, we appreciate you man we appreciate you all right that's it for us over here at the hammer all podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode hopefully you learned something and hopefully you had that high morale feeling and we'll see you guys on our next episode thank you thank, thank you guys thank so you. much for watching thank you and, andrew yeah. thank you and thank, thank you, you andrew. andrew all right all right guys peace, right, peace, Mike, peace. Jordan. take care he's good later This guy left call. He actually left the call. (laughs)